0: The song you will hear in the following episode is The Iphonic Remix of This City by Patrick Stump and Lupe Fiasco Copyright 2011 by Sony ATV Publishing All Cleveland Browns highlights that appear in this episode Appear courtesy of the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network
1: To the rest of Cleveland, it's my city And I love it, yeah, I
2: love it I was born in raised I got it here. And if I have my way, I'm
1: gonna stay but Mayfield
3: underneath center And on first down, a little toss sweep goes to Chubb And on an end around, they give it to Landry And he's gonna fire down the field, into the end zone Touchdown, Odell Beckham Jr. Around the horn they went. It went from Mayfield to Chubb to Landry, and the old Southpaw fired it down to OBJ in the end zone. His sixth career touchdown against the Cowboys.
1: Right
3: on the star at the 50 yard line with Kareem Hunt, the lone back in the backfield. Three receivers tight off the line to the right. Beckham to the left. Here's Mayfield. On a reverse, they're going to give it to Beckham. He's rolling to the right and running. He's up to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, 35, 30. There he goes to the 20,
1: 15, 10, 5, touchdown! OBJ, he's got a hat trick! What a gutsy call! <laughs> that's my they show you
3: love
2: it they seen you around all of my dogs up in the i love my tribe my my
0: browns that's my
2: and what is going on guys welcome back to another episode of the feeling dangerous podcast i cannot explain to you guys how happy we are to record this episode today um let's start with the introductions tyler johnson my man how you doing tonight man
3: well, as we're going to talk about here, we're all in a really good mood today. We're going to go into why, but obviously there's some big news that occurred for the Browns, and we're two weeks from draft
2: day. Couldn't be a yes. better day right now. Oh my gosh. It's like an adrenaline rush going through all of us right now, man. It's It feels so good. Okay. The producer, making it me, making it clean as Jordan would say, Peter Nab. how you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. We're doing good, man. We are all excited. Like I can't even do proper sentences right now because I just got so much excitement coming out, man. This this is crazy.
0: Yes, and, it, it is, and uh, and we've got some major news which we're which we're about to get into. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's but it's a major day for uh, uh, for the Cleveland Browns as they as they made some major noise uh, uh, today. I know one of you predicted it. I, I'm not sure which one. Which one of you? guys predicted that Clancy would be with the Browns.
2: Well, I think we all kind of saw it coming towards the end, but I mean, predicting exactly what the contract would lay out would be would, would be Tyler. I mean, he, from the beginning, he knew exactly what this deal would kind of look like. But last but certainly not least, he's back making his return to the Feeling Dangerous podcast. We've all been busy. Won't blame him for it. Jordan McClure, how you doing, my man?
1: Let's go. I'm doing great, man. Uh, super, super exciting day Super exciting yes. day It's lit
2: <laughs> It is lit That's one way to explain it So let's just get into it The Clowney watch is over The Browns have done it The Browns have signed Jadavian Clowney High what formation guys with Garter,
1: is- That quarterback, Smith, the tailback
2: Pressure! Tony just dives in, hits the defender,
1: the balls on the ground. The game have it! The game ducks have it! The game ducks! Take it over! Tony just burst through, ripped the helmet off the tailback, and took it away! He took Stop it away! That, that's a nice little statement for the Heisman right there, folks. Wow!
2: Don't do us like that! Don't do us!
1: just took it over. Knife through. That's his favorite play, Tommy. You know it. He took the inside route, made the hit, and it jumped on the football. Boom! With
2: the first pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Jadavian Clowney, defensive end, South Carolina. Breaking news our Jonathan Jones reporting that Jadevian Clowney is signing with the Browns a one year deal in the neighborhood of around $8 million with incentives that could get it up to $10 million. Browns continuing to bolster that D, and that's going to be quite the one two punch from the edge with Jadevian Clowney teaming with Miles Garrett. But I feel great now.
1: I'm looking forward to this season to prove the guys that are back healthy and are still can dominate in this league. So uh, that's what I'm here to prove this year
2: What a day For the Cleveland Browns What are your guys' thoughts on the signings? Let's start with you, Jordan How are you feeling about this,
1: man? I'm excited about it Um, You know, this is something I wanted to happen last year um, But it obviously didn't work out He decided to go to uh, Sign with Tennessee But um, it's obviously something that is going to be Spectacular to watch Because now you can't can't Triple-team Miles Garrett like you used to no. So, um, so uh, you, it's going to be interesting to see how all. both of them do. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's it's Miles Garrett won't have to deal with three people, so that I'm uh, imagining his numbers are going to dramatically increase. And yeah. uh, from what I just heard Clowny say, um, dude's a dog and he's ready to work. So yeah, uh, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, Tyler, how are you feeling, man? I I know you you basically predicted this. From the get-go contract structure everything so how you feeling man
3: man i'm pretty pumped about Clowney finally becoming a brownie it's about time they were interested in him last season he ended up going to tennessee and he mentioned today actually that his former agent actually could have been behind that move not necessarily Clowney, but his agent said that this would be a better situation for him to maximize his opportunities. And Clowney didn't really speak very highly of Tennessee today. It sounds like he's pumped to be a Brown. And if you look at it, Miles Garrett and Javeley and Clowney are the two hot, two of the highest guys in the league when it comes to being double teamed. That's not going to happen anymore. Nope. You're going to see a lot of. You're going to see a lot of. Um, Just straight up play, and I think we could see if Clowney stays healthy, he could have a career year when it comes to sacks because he's been double teamed pretty much his entire career, and now Mm -hmm. he has Miles Garrett on the other side of him.
2: The the mismatches alone that we're gonna see with him, uh, Miles. Obviously, we're gonna see you know Malik and. Base probably Sheldon Richardson too in the interior. Like this defensive line, this front in general is just so much better after today. Pete, man, uh, how are you feeling about the signing? Are you happy about it? We got another veteran edge rusher alongside Miles.
0: Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna compliment, it's gonna complement Miles very very well and uh, and and I uh, and I'm I was kind of I was a, I was a little. Surprise! I mean, this is kind of one of those signings that even if you expect it, you really are surprised. Are surprised when it's actually when you actually see it confirmed that this person is now in a Browns uniform? You know, mm-hmm. a guy like Connie. So, um, I mean, obviously, I'm 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 very excited, and uh, obviously, the, obviously, that play that we played uh, that we just played in that package. You know, that that's obviously one of his. Most famous uh, plays from college, uh, that Michigan game, but but I mean this guy has been a, a, a dominant force in the in the NFL too. Had some injury issues, of course, um, which which we'll probably get into. But I mean this is uh, this is a great compliment to Miles Garrett, and I'm looking forward to seeing them on the field together.
2: Yeah, and the, the feed off of that. So, what do you guys think could possibly be his role? Do you, do you think he's going to be just like a role player along with uh, Tack, or do you, do you think he's going to be starting since day one? I personally think, you know, th- this dude is going to be our starter. Him and Tack McKinley are going to be great, you know, like feeding off each other, coming off the bench, pairing with Miles. Like we have, we have so much potential on this defensive line now. Let's start with you, Tyler. What what, what do you think his role is going to be on this Browns defense?
3: Well, Clowney will definitely be starting opposite of Miles Garrett. I think what's going to be very fun to see. Th- Joe Woods do on his defense it's Jake Burns from the OBR talked about it earlier they will move Clowney around and put him inside possibly on passing situations and put Tack McKinley at the other defensive end spot to where you could go Tack McKinley Clowney Richardson Garrett on passing down situations not to mention possibly if you were to send John Johnson the third on a blitz or even, or even uh, Harrison as well. So Clowney is going to be a guy they're going to move inside and outside, and we know how good Clowney is against the run. He has a top-five defensive end when it comes to playing the run. And so that's the type of defensive end, really, that the Cleveland Browns were looking for. Not necessarily the huge sack numbers. They wanted a guy who was really good against the run because they already get the sack numbers with Miles Garrett. You just need a guy to somewhat take that pressure off of him.
2: Yeah, and I mean... Think about it. We went we went from having a defense where we struggled with death. You know, I mean, injuries did not help last year, but we struggled with death on the defensive line like crazy. We had players playing that you know were trying to make a name for themselves, and now we have this defensive line where it's like these off these offenses are going to hate the line up against us next year. Do you know what I mean? So. I am just super pumped about this, Jordan. Like, they like, feed off of that, man. How how do you think this role is going to be? The, how do you think Clowney's going to be in, in Cleveland? Just feed off uh, of that.
1: I think I think it's definitely president for Clowney to have a career year, and I think the reason why includes our secondary. Uh, I think I think also the improvement in our secondary is going to help Miles because now Miles has extra time to get to yes. the quarterback. Someone's yep. not immediately wide open. So I think I think if they do do that, what Tyler said on passing situations with our secondary, that in my opinion, and I, obviously this is biased because we are on a Browns podcast, but the, the deadliest defense, I, I I don't see much much more power firepower on a defensive side, um, couple teams, but other than that, yeah, man, yeah. That's, that's what that's I what mean. I see. I think his role is going to be huge. I think he's going to start. Um, I definitely think he's going to reach those incentives. Also,
2: yeah, I, I, Dep- I mean, mean,
1: I, I don't know. Depending exactly on what they are, are. Yeah, ex- yeah, depending on exactly. what they
2: are, exactly. Uh, Pete, how, how do you feel, man? How, how do you think that uh, this is going to be as fit wise for the Browns with Jadavion?
0: Um I think that you can never have too many. Uh, you can have. You can never have too many weapons on the on the defensive side of the ball to really be you know game changers and and create create havoc and um, and so now and so now you've got Miles Garrett and Jadavion Cloney. that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a heck of a tandem so I'm looking forward to how uh, this is all going to work out but I but I I wasn't surprised by it but again this is just one of those things where you're like okay, this is actually happening, you know. Yeah,
2: and it kind of just happened today. Do you guys agree with that? Because, like, I was – I saw, like, oh, you know, Clowney's here, you know, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, if he passes physical, the Browns are signing him. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, and then all of a sudden it just happened. So, I mean, I got one more question for you, Tyler, personally. I want to know what you think could happen after this season beyond. Do you think Clowney is here to stay? Possibly, or do you think this is just a one-year he's going to go get money somewhere else after this year, or do you think he's going to like it too much to just leave?
3: So, When it comes to Clowney, I think he could have a very good season this year, obviously. It, as far as him staying beyond this year, a guy we have to give some credit for on Twitter is Jack Duffin. He actually did some research, and currently the Browns are financially committed to only three players for 2022, Garrett, John Johnson third, and Jedrick Wills. That's because you have all these player options. You're going wow. to have all these guys you could possibly cut into to save money, do things that way. So there are going to be a lot of options for the Browns. I wouldn't rule out Clowney signing here long-term, but again, going to come down to health. And mm-hmm. if the Browns believe that they can uh, get a healthy Clowney for maybe another couple years after this season, because he's only 28 years old, I think mm-hmm. they'll definitely look at that option. I think what's more realistic, though, is possibly Tack McKinley being here a little like long-term as opposed yeah. to Clowney. But but again, Clowney could be here long-term. I wouldn't surprise me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I personally think AB will just look at everything. He For being an anal- analytical GM, he has been so aggressive this offseason with shoring up that defense, and he's done nothing but great things. So, I mean... Yeah, I, this is probably the best general manager we've had in a while. Do you guys agree? I don't know who's even close. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that.
3: I mean, John Dorsey brought in the guys via
2: trade, and yes. was a guy
3: who would just spend, spend, spend and make really good draft picks. But I, we
2: wouldn't, we would not be in this position today if we had John Dorsey.
3: Oh, of course not, because he didn't. No. The problem he ran into in Kansas City, as well, is could not manage the salary cap,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. and so
3: that was an issue. And ultimately, he's in Detroit now, and he's going to be running their draft department, which is a very—I think—that's very good for him. But John Dorsey does deserve some credit here. But Andrew Barry already is the best GM in this franchise's history. I mean, he won us a playoff game.
2: Yeah, yeah. In his first year as the GM, I mean, that's that's pretty insane. And we got like a young front office, a young coach. That can connect well with the players. I really, I, I mean, I saw it on Twitter. I really do think the Browns are going to make a Super Bowl run this off this season. I'm Excuse me. Money on it. Yeah, I, I, would put money into Vegas on this stuff, man. Like I, 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 I would do I, it now.
1: I trust our defense enough to to get us to the AFC Championship.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So let's segue away from all the good news and let's talk about the one bad, I mean, I guess bad, depending on who you're talking to, news that we had out of Cleveland. Um, The Odell trade rumors are, once again, surprise, surprise, back. Mary Kay from Cleveland.com says she does not think the Browns are set on having OBJ on the roster come 2021. Let's start with you, J-Mac. You were a wide receiver when you played football. How do you feel about that, man?
1: It's... I mean... (laughs) uh, Just (laughs) just because I played receiver doesn't mean... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, it is what it is, man. If If... I don't know. I don't know how true these rumors are, but I mean, it. Uh, you got to look at all your options on the football team. Being being I, a business. Uh, go ahead.
2: I, I will say she did delete. They, well, she didn't tweet it, but nine two three the fan tweeted it, but it was deleted soon after. Gotcha. So, yeah, so I mean,
1: I mean, I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, I mean, I don't see. I don't see. I guess it depends on what you're trying to get out of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think having Odell Beckham Jr. on your team is a good thing. I don't necessarily think it's a it's a bad thing to have him, especially when you're paying him. That being said, again, it depends on what you're getting for him. If you're getting if you're getting good value for for Odell, then definitely do it. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to, as Tyler always says, plan for the future. Odell Beckham Jr. is a star talent once-in-a-lifetime talent it's it's hard to watch him go but if it's necessary and for the right right price then you got to do it
2: Tyler how do you feel man with OBJ,
3: I do not believe that, um, that the Browns are just trying to trade OBJ. I think what the situation is and what Mary Kay is referring to is that the Browns will listen if they get an offer for OBJ. They probably have gotten offers for OBJ. Oh, if, it's for sure. a good offer, if it's a good offer that makes their team better, Andrew Barry is going to pull the trigger. I don't believe Andrew Barry is afraid of getting rid of guys if it doesn't make the team better now as far as making that better is that a second round pick is that a first round pick what are we getting back that would make us better Um, so i don't see when it comes to obj he definitely makes us better i firmly believe that but also what you saw on offense last year when he was hurt it makes you question that a little bit as well but if you draft a wide receiver at number 26 It could pot. I'm not saying this is the case, but it could mean that they might look to trade OBJ. Maybe they could get a second round pick for him. And then you get another piece that you could use to address the defense. Yeah. Like if you get a Rashard Bateman at number 26, it really wouldn't surprise me if the Browns look like didn't say that they would look more to trade OBJ, but that they would
2: be more open to it. So, I mean, if Rashard Bateman Falls to 26, I do see the Browns potentially looking at that. I mean, how do you not? I think any team would be like, wow, like th- this type of receiver is falling to 26. But if this trade is going to happen, Tyler, like, when do you think it possibly could if it's before the season? And do you think that even sits well in the locker room when you have people like Jarvis Landry, all these players that are so set in with OBJ I mean New York Giants that locker room was even set in with OBJ and they were not happy to see him go so do you think that would even sit well with the team I'm not sure how it would sit with the team obviously you have leaders
3: like Jarvis Landry Baker Mayfield you have Miles Garrett those guys are leaders on the team I don't know how they would react to that but I also know it's a business in the NFL and this does happen from time to time a timeline for a trade I would think would be draft week That just makes the most sense to me because you'd be getting a draft pick that you could use in this year's draft if Mm -hmm. if it's not for a player-player deal. I would say that it would be realistic to do it before the season. They would never do a trade, an OBJ trade, like before the trade deadline. I just couldn't see that happening. But when it comes to an OBJ trade, it would probably happen before the season. And I feel like the the locker room necessarily wouldn't be too thrilled with it. as As you mentioned, the Giants weren't. But it happened before the season. I mean, it was talked about for about a week and then the season. I mean, then the players forgot about it.
2: Yeah. And I I think a big thing that kind of rubbed players the wrong way in New York was, you know, you had Gettleman saying we didn't sign him to trade him. Like, you know what I mean? So I think players hang on to words. They want they want to know, like, okay, like, are you truthful with me? Andrew Barry, on the other hand, he has said, like, obviously, we're going to explore more more options to add more talent, but he also talked very highly on Jarvis and very highly on OBJ. So do you think maybe potentially Stefanski has put out there that he wants to give it one more chance?
3: Yeah, I do think that is the case. He probably does want to give it one more chance, but I think him and Barry are on the same page here. If they get an offer, like I've said, that does make their team better. I think they will take it because this would also save them potential money in the long run as well like let's say obj does have a big year i mean you're probably not going to get rid of them so but if you bring in a guy like bateman you're actually saving money that way not that yeah. i'm saying that's the way to go by any means i'm just saying if that type of scenario does occur i mean there'll obviously be positives to it and negatives to it but then in that situation we talked about jarvis landry's contract in that case you could bring back jarvis landry if you traded obj
2: well i mean i still think there's Potential of restructuring contracts too. You know what I mean. I, I I don't think that that's over. I don't think Andrew Barry's done yet either. I think, as me and you have talked, I think there's definitely a, a very good chance that he even adds another cornerback. And if he does that, I mean, we have wide open choices when it comes to twenty six. So. I mean it's just it's just crazy. Andrew Barry has set us up to literally just take the best available at number twenty six. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask you though, Pete, because you have kind of been you know, you've been on the tougher side when it comes to these star players. So what do you think the Browns should do? Do you think the Browns should approach possibly trading OBJ before the season? I personally don't want to see it. I want to give it one more chance, but how do you feel?
0: I think I think it's a I think it's a pretty good possibility, honestly. I mean I know I know fans don't want to see it. I don't want to see it necessarily, but um and I know we opened up with you know, we we opened up with some um OBJ uh you know, OBJ highlights uh yeah, today. I
2: mean we but, we we, we, lo- we love the guy, man. He's a star player, like any team would love to have him on on their field for them wearing their uniform. So
0: yeah, yeah, but I just I just don't know um I I just think the Browns think that they can get a lot more for him uh, to improve their overall roster than than he is worth to the team right now. Considering the fact, just the the amount of depth that you have at um, you know uh, at wide rec- at wide receiver right now, I I don't know. It's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I could see it going both ways before the season. Uh, starts I really could um i wouldn't I wouldn't be terribly surprised either way. I know that's not really giving an answer, but i honestly wouldn't be surprised either way so so i so actually i have
2: a i have a tough question, and anyone feel free to answer this so if the browns do explore a trade say on draft day, it happens before pick twenty six right i mean whoever wants to answer that go ahead it has to happen before we pick at twenty six don't you guys think
3: I don't think so because I honestly don't know if there's a team that would give up a first for OBJ at this point,
2: given the fact that – Well, I'm not not even saying – I'm not even saying that, Tyler, in (laughs) particular. I'm just saying if we trade him before 26, then we can go, okay, we're taking the best wide receiver at 26 then. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So –
3: When it comes to trades during the draft, I feel like it really just comes down to if a team calls and makes an offer, then really the discussion there begins. It could happen before 26 – but then it really might not happen before 26. This mm-hmm. draft is absolutely loaded with talented wide receivers. So even if you don't address it at 26, I mean, you could address it in the second round, early yeah. second round, possibly even mm-hmm. move up for a guy. So I agree with you. It it probably should take place before 26, especially because it would be nice to know, do you take a guy like if Bateman's there, Terrence Marshall, if a guy like that that you want is there, do you take him even though – You still have OBJ, but you don't know if y'all have OBJ. I'm glad I'm not Andrew Barry, and I don't have to make that decision.
2: (laughs) Yes, and I I just want to make it clear because, obviously, this is a soft spot for all Browns fans. We do not want to see OBJ or Jarvis gone. We do not want to see it. We're just saying, like, we're just feeding off the news. You know, we we, got to do it. Two weeks away from the NFL draft in Cleveland. Tyler Johnson, your specialty. Take it away, my man.
3: All right, guys. Well, the big topic today is wide receiver at 26. Jake Burns of the OBR said, Wide receiver is early in play if the board goes a certain way. And he definitely can't rule rule it out if Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman is available. Rashad Bateman's stats from his sophomore year, we're going to use that because of this COVID short season this past season. He had Mm -hmm. 60 catches, 1,200 yards. He averaged 20 yards a catch. He had 11 touchdowns. How would you guys feel about Rashard Bateman at 26? Obviously, the Browns have other needs, but how would you feel about drafting a guy like that? Clearly, he would make a huge difference in this offense.
1: Is he slotter outside? Just curious. He can play I mean, both. He can play, yeah. he can play the X and the Z. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, with stats like that from your sophomore year of college, I mean, that's, yeah. And who does <laughs> At a want Big that? Ten school. school. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I... Dude, the kid is crazy talented. He's, he's not one like of those... it's not like he
1: has like um an out not not that D one quarterbacks aren't great, but it's not like he's got Mac Jones throwing him
2: or uh or don't Wilson. Yeah, there you go. I, don't even say Mac Jones. Anyone I mean, but Mac Jones. Mac Jones is qualified <laughs> to be mentioned in, in a positive light on this podcast.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: No See, Alabama, Alabama, quarterback, Alabama quarterback, except for all, Tua, Alabama. possibly.
3: Hey, I, I like Tua. Again, I'm rooting yeah. for him because of all the injuries he's dealt with. Another thing about Bateman, guys, he's 6'2", 210 pounds. You can put him in slot, inside or out wide. He actually took almost as many snaps inside this season in the slot as he did outside, even yeah. though he did play a, short in, a shorter season because of COVID. So, so what, what do you?
2: So if the Browns do decide to take him, and we still have OBJ, Jarvis, Rashard Higgins, D, DPJ, what does that mean for DPJ? What does that mean for Rashard Higgins? You know, like what, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you think that means for them potentially in the role in this offense? Because obviously the Browns are probably going to try to explore more three wide sets.
3: They they will explore more three wide sets, and you're going to see a lot more empty backfield. I mentioned it on previous pod. The Browns are going to start going a lot more empty backfield because Baker Mayfield really does well at just being a quarterback where he, the field is spread and he can just sling it down the field. Quick game. Yeah. I mean, he's really good at that. You're going to have a bunch of receivers that can do that. As far as Bateman, if he were to come in at 26, I don't see him necessarily just moving up ahead of Higgins like that. I think he's obviously gonna have to work his way up there. But I mean, if the talent's there, I'm playing the guys who are the best football players. I obviously, mm-hmm. I love Higgins. I love DPJ. If Bateman's better than them, he's going to play. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it yeah, would definitely be a rough best man. It would be a rough situation for Richard Higgins and DPJ. DPJ, I truly believe that they're trying to more of groom and practice and get good reps because he's still really young. Mm-hmm. So, they're trying to more bring him along with with Higgins then. I mean, it would be a rough situation, but I'll say you could still probably end up bringing Higgins back next year on a cheap deal if that ended up being the case.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that that's that's just tough to me because, I mean, obviously, Higgins is one of those fan favorites, Jarvis Landry fan favorite, OBJ, that star player that no one wants to see leave their team, but everyone wants to see on their team. It's just, that's, that's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of wide receivers that I could see going at 26 if we were there, but if we don't choose a wide receiver at 26, when do you see it being addressed?
1: Well, if we don't, if we don't... Get it in the draft, then obviously, like Tyler said, I would go. I would go early second round. But um, I've seen reports of us thinking about corners also, possibly getting a corner. But um, if we don't address that in the free agency, there's a possibility of that also was there not.
2: I yeah, I mean, we could still we could still try to aim for a veteran cornerback in this free agency. But I really do think. Right now, after the Clowney signing, I really do think that Andrew Berry will probably address corner more than wide receiver. But I'm just saying, like, if if their wide receiver, if their guy falls to 26, I don't see why Andrew Berry passes it up.
1: You're saying you know a specific I mean? wide receiver, like if they Bateman, for instance, if they have their so, someone
2: guy high on been, their draft board that they don't see falling
3: to the falling second to round, them, possibly. And he happens to yeah. Them. yeah, gotcha. Yeah,
1: gotcha. yeah. yeah. like you th- like
2: for
3: instance, a Devonta Smith, a um, Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? (laughs) Believe me, we got people pumped on Twitter when we just even mentioned the possibility of Devontae Smith. Hey, some people think, though, he could slide because he's not the typical build that you'd want at wide receiver. I I have seen that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's more likely that Bateman slides. If they really like Terrence Marshall Jr. though from LSU, he could definitely be an option. Another guy who I don't know if he's a guy you take at 26, but I would watch this in a possible trade-down situation, Rondell Moore out of Purdue, who they have met with twice. He had, uh, now mind you, his last two seasons were, he had a little bit of injuries he was dealing with, and it's Purdue. So take, mm-hmm. do with that what you will. But when Purdue's last good year in 2018, so his freshman year, 114 catches, 1,200 yards, 11 yards a catch, 12 touchdowns. And he also had 21 carries, 213 yards, and two touchdowns.
2: Jeez. Jeez.
3: And he Holy tested Christ. off the charts as, as a completely elite athlete. I mean, now, he it, is, five, is he's 5'9", 180 pounds. So do you know Bateman's 40? Bateman's 40 is a 4'4".
1: What's it? What's a Purdue kid? I believe it is a 4-3. Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: So, I mean, This is an athletic I mean, class. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah th- dude, th- this really class is absolutely bro. loaded when it comes to wide receivers. And that's why if you don't address it at 26, I think you have to – you want to address it rather early. I mean, there's Elijah Moore. There's a lot of really good receivers here. You can even find a guy if you want to develop later in the draft. But, I mean, again, this receiver class is just really loaded. And if you have your guy that's there at 26, if they think it's Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Terrence Marshall, and even if Bateman's there, if Andrew Barry pulls a trigger at a wide receiver at 26, people might be like, well, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. I would just trust Andrew Barry. He has no reason why we shouldn't trust him at this point with what he's done for this team.
2: I think that's exactly what the reaction would, would be for a lot of fans. It would be like, why are you doing this? But, okay, I trust you. Like, you have given me no reason not to, man. Like, I mean, okay, I, I have to go back for a second, though, Tyler, because I want to ask you, where do you see Devontae Smith possibly landing? Because you got me excited just by mentioning it.
3: I've seen him go as early as the Dolphins at number six. Mm. Wow. So as far as far as where he could land outside of that, I think the Giants are a team to watch. The Giants make a lot of sense just for the fact that they did add Kenny Galladay. They've added a lot of wide receivers. They mm-hmm. just – I don't really know what they're doing, to be completely honest with you there. So you don't, the Giants don't are think
2: d- possibly Cincinnati like, screw it, we'll C- take C-
3: Cincinnati's going with Jam- Jamari Chase. Okay. From LSU, which makes yeah. sense because – He is – yeah, th- he's one of the best, yeah. Well, and they have Joe Burrow. They already yeah, have that yeah, chemistry yeah, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's very true. I, I would, if he doesn't go to the Dolphins, I think he could have a decent, a decent slide here. And I would say that he could end up. The Cowboys probably won't go receiver. The Eagles then are a team to watch at number twelve because that's actually where people project him to go right now. But if, but then you have the Lions, and the Lions could possibly be an option in the draft. I don't know what the Lions are going to do because they need every single position. But, I mean, outside of those <laughs> couple teams I mentioned, he could slide. Maybe even to Tennessee at 22. That's the lowest I'd see him going because the Titans, I think, need Titans need a lot of positions because they gutted their roster basically to sign Bud yeah. Dupree. But <laughs> they also need a wide receiver. And if Smith fell, I think they would take him and put on – put him on the opposite side of aj brown
2: well the titans had wide receivers they did this is true they did have wide receivers so i mean hit the reset button there i mean they i could see that yeah. happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so that's what
3: i would say when it comes to where he could possibly go and as far as uh the signing with clowny obviously guys he takes away that immediate need to really draft a defensive end. A lot of people thought the Browns would go defensive end at number 26 and that still could be an option. Where do you guys see us going when it comes to the first round pick? Or or if we trade down and that's our first pick, what position are we drafting at this point? Or are we in the position to where we can go with the best available player?
2: I think we already were in the position to go best player available even without Clowney. But I think the best player available on our board without Clowney would have been, you know, one of those top edge rushers. Right now, personally, I'm thinking cornerback. So I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that. And obviously, I'm going to say that. And then tomorrow, Andrew Barry is going to go sign another veteran cornerback that fills the, that need. But yeah, you know,
1: no, I think I think if we get one of the stud cornerbacks, um, just to add some depth, uh, I think that would be amazing, amazing for the defense. Um, and then it's tough, man, because we are in the situation to get the best player available. Because we do have Troy Hill, Greedy Williams, although he's coming off an injury. Denzel Ward, um, we got we got a good secondary, but I mean, if you could add a young stud corner for some depth, I think I think that's where you should go.
2: All but, I'm saying, all yeah. I'm saying, Jordan and Tyler and Pete, all I'm saying is Caleb Farley. If he's there at 26. I mean, do you think the Browns are high on this guy? So I have actually asked
3: um, Lane Atkins of the OBR. I asked him on Twitter about this. I was curious about this. As of now, Caleb Farley has not been removed off the Browns draft board. Hmm. That's as of now. So what that would tell you, they got word, obviously, like we did, and I posted it on our our Twitter feed, the Feeling Dangerous podcast, that – Caleb Farley got medically cleared with his back doctor doctors cleared him officially. So that means it doesn't sound like right now that that's a concern, even though he did have back surgery. So it sounds like he's on the Browns board. The Browns will have interest if he's there at 26. I firmly believe they would pull the trigger. But again, if you wind up in a situation, Rashard Bateman's there. Caleb Farley's there. Uh, Quiddy is there. Newsome is there. I I don't believe all four of those guys would ever be yeah, there
2: together. No, 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 that's a perfect
3: world. Yeah, that's the perfect world scenario. What do you do? Yeah, you'll take the best available player on your board, whoever that is, out of those four guys, regardless of
2: what the position is. Mm-hmm. You can't lose in that situation if you're Andrew Barry. Yeah, no,
0: you can't. And isn't it nice to kind of be in this, uh, be in this situation where we, where we, as the Cleveland Browns, have like have so many options where we can choose our our best you know our best of it you know the best available the best available player and we're and we're picking 26 and not you know and and not the number one pick you know
2: i mean that's what i was gonna say isn't it even nice to just be saying wow we're picking at 26 yeah like that's i mean that's how so many (laughs) years
0: so many years it's like Oh yeah, let's get let's get our let's get our new friend let's get our franchise quarterback at at, at for the number one pick this yeah. year. You know, every single year. You know, but oh, but man. Na- but now it's just nice to be able to for for the guy we do pick to not be pressured into you know changing around the um, yeah you know the fortunes of the franchise. You know, yeah,
2: exactly, exactly, man. It feels it feels very great, and hopefully, even next year we're drafting even higher into the first round. So. I I mean, lower. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. No,
3: no, no, you're good. You're good. So what what I think as far what we do in the draft, I think they will try and go best available player. I would agree with you right now. Cornerback is the need that sticks out to me. But I firmly believe I have no inside sources here. I firmly believe that we're signing a cornerback before the draft. I would look at names possibly like Casey Hayward and Steven Nelson, who the Steelers cut. Because they couldn't afford them.
2: So, Stevie Nelson, yeah. Stevie Nelson is the one name that keeps sticking out to me because I know that. I think I think we've actually, you know, I don't want to give too much away. Actually, never mind. I can't even talk about it because yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Don't don't go too far here.
2: But yes, yeah. I don't want to dig a grave here.
3: But but yeah, that's what I think we're going to make another move at corner. If we do, it really does become best available player at that pos- at that spot in the draft, and then. Mm-hmm. You could bring safety to the forefront. If the top rank safety is there, then you could take him as well. There's gonna be a number of options, and then even then a trade back could be possible. And then you could even package more picks from the later rounds to move up into the fourth, third, second round, get more picks in those earlier rounds, which yeah. I could definitely see the Browns doing. I'll I'll make a bold prediction right now. I don't even think it's really bold. We're not gonna make nine draft picks. That was we're gonna to to make that. we're gonna no make way. way less than nine draft picks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because we're not, gonna nine, there, we're,
3: not gonna have, we're not we don't have room for nine rookies on this
2: roster yep exactly no way no way man I totally agree with you Tyler and another
3: fun segment of the podcast is the mock draft roundup that we have another two weeks of mock drafts that we're gonna be seeing and the latest from Mel Kuiper jr still has the browns drafting linebacker jamin Davis 64 234 pounds out of Kentucky again how would you guys feel? About taking a linebacker at number twenty-six, Jay Mack. Let's start um, with you. Um. Yeah. I'll
1: pass. <laughs>
0: uh, uh,
1: not a lot of linebackers in this defense. I mean, unless it's. I mean, I would have to see this dude be an absolute stud, fly all over the field, and be able to play multiple positions. Um, again, I mean, I don't know. I. Yeah, well, I would pass. He can pass on run a
3: four-four for you. Oh
1: well. Well. Here you go. Well. Well, then, <laughs> how big is he? He's six four, six, two thirty four. Oh, big boy! Yeah, big boy. See, like, tough. like, what? What if you where, pass where up on him and at? he's? in...
3: Where's he out of? Kentucky only one year of production though. Mm. See, that's yeah, that's tough. Do you he have was, his stats was, in front of you? He was pretty I, solid. Yeah, yeah, stats. I mean, he had he had eighty nine total tackles this season, one sack. He had forty three solo tackles. One fumble recovery, one forced fumble, and two interceptions, and one touchdown.
1: Well, pretty efficient. Can he cover? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I get, I, I'm gonna just say here, I trust Andrew Barry. I, I don't see us need. I don't really think we need the linebacker. But if, if a kid, the kid sounds like a dog, so I'm willing to have good players on my team.
2: I think we do need a linebacker. Still, I, I don't think we're sold on. And if you are, explain to me why. I don't think we're sold on Mac Wilson. I think we're kind of easing our way into Sione, Taki Taki, And obviously, Anthony Walker is a huge addition. He's the player that the Colts did not even want to lose. He just didn't really kind of fit their scheme. So, I mean, I mean, I could see Davis. I want to see, obviously, out of Notre Dame, i I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Tyler, you can do that for me. I want to see J-O-K, too. I mean, there, there are a lot of linebackers that I think we could land, but... Davis is fast I I just I'm not really too fond on him as a coverage linebacker and I know you know a lot of times we're gonna be playing one two linebackers only on our defense with Joe Woods so I mean if you can explain a little bit more to me about his coverage and how he is in the passing the passing game I mean sell me on him you know what I mean
3: yeah with with Jamin Davis he's very athletic I mean he's a guy that can definitely move and I think he would be very good for this defense. The issue is I again I don't see the Browns valuing the linebacker position. They brought in Anthony Walker. It's on a cheap one year deal. You have mm-hmm. Jacob Phillips, you have Mac Wilson, you have Taki Taki, you yeah, have guys I, there. If the Browns are addressing linebacker, they're doing it later in the draft. I see all these mock drafts and I see us drafting a linebacker at number twenty six, and I just can't see a scenario truly see a scenario where we're taking a linebacker at number twenty six. That being said, I'm going to trust Andrew Barry 100%. If he believes Jamin Davis is the best player on his board or even Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa, I'm completely fine with that. I just personally, I can't see a scenario where they would take a linebacker. It just wouldn't fit based off how they've acted since Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski took over this team as far as how yeah. they're addressing the defense.
2: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's, that's tough because, obviously, I forgot about Phillips already. That's kind of crazy to me, but...
1: Maybe it's
2: yeah, was I, year, but. yeah, but he has a, such a high ceiling, in my opinion. He's yeah, one of those sure. all-around-the-field yeah. kind of linebackers, too. Yeah. So
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of times this season we're seeing one linebacker and two at the most on the field. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason yeah. why I don't see linebacker being at number 26. Now... Yeah. This matches the mock draft that I read off to you guys last week that I had. Cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. is 5'10", 184 pounds, out of Florida State. Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports has the Browns taking him. What would you, How would you guys feel about that, given, obviously, he is a little shorter? He's around the size of Denzel Ward. Would you rather have Denzel, a guy like Denzel Ward on the other opposite side of him who can play in the slot as well, or would you want to have a more physical corner? Taller corner as well.
2: I I personally would rather have more physical taller corner alongside of Denzel Ward because we kind yeah. of already you know we signed Troy Hill. You know what I mean. So I I, I I don't know. I mean that's that's just tough. I'm not very great at evaluating talent, so that's why I'm not in the NFL. I'm not in the league, but yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not opposed to us getting a a good a good corner that can cover the slot, but I feel like. With with us being in the same division as the tall ass Steelers, we should uh, <laughs> get a physical corner a little bit. No no offense to Denzel, your dog. I'm just saying we need we need some some more beef. And uh, is, is there anywhere on your draft board where like that? Um, I forget his name, but he's out of Syracuse. He's a uh, a Fetty Malpanwu. I absolutely yeah, it, love that kid. Yeah. Do you think he falls to us at all? Possibility. Yes.
3: His draft range is very interesting because I've seen him go at the end of the first round, but there are some I don't see him going until the second or third round. And I'm kind of a little surprised on this. I'm not really sure why, because he has all the physical traits that really you don't see in a cornerback. He's 6'3", 213 yep. <laughs> pounds. I mean yeah, that, that that doesn't happen everywhere. No, I will that's say a, that's not a cornerback. He doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of production. I mean, he had three career interceptions. I don't know if maybe that falls into it, or maybe yeah. some teams are weary because he's a bigger corner. I mean, that could definitely be a possibility as well because you don't see a lot of corners that are built like him at that point. No. So maybe that's the reason. I would love if they took him at twenty six. Some people will question it. I wouldn't because mm-hmm. he matches up with what they want to do. he is a different type of corner compared to Denzel Ward.
1: Yeah exactly. I would
3: absolutely love Malfano here. And that brings me into the next guy to talk about here and that's cornerback Greg Newsom. Eric uh, Edholm of Yahoo Sports said Greg Newsom to the Browns at 26. he has 6 190 pounds. How would you guys feel about Greg Newsom? This is a guy who many project to go in the top twenty at least. So there's a good chance he might not even be available to the Browns at number twenty-six. Yeah,
2: if he falls to us, I want the Browns to. I want the Browns to look at him. I want the Browns to potentially take him. That that's the cornerback I'm kind of have my eyes on.
1: Dean, I haven't seen much on.
2: He shut down. He shut down you know, Garoppolo. Yeah, he, he. I, shut, I mean, yeah. he.
3: He's a very good corner. The issue with him, of course, is with and Farley has this issue as well is medicals. Greg Newsom doesn't have the extensive injury issues that Farley has, but he has had some injury issues, and he's only played about 12 or 14 career games. So that could be a possible issue. Maybe they don't like the fact he hasn't played that much, but the Browns have met with him as well. So I, I believe if he's there, he's definitely a guy I feel like you have to take because, there's, like I said, there's a good chance I don't think he even gets that far. I just don't see it. I think he could go to Tennessee at 22. So, and even maybe even Pittsburgh takes a guy. They just released a starting corner. Maybe they take him. So, I think Greg Newsom would be a perfect fit in this defense. I just I love Asante Samuel Jr., but like we have talked about and you guys stated, stated too, I don't like a guy who is that small on the opposite of Denzel Ward. I would want a taller guy. But when Asante Samuel Jr. compares himself to Jair Alexander, and when you watch the film, they f- play very similar to one another. It's hard to hate if the Browns were to actually take Samuel twenty six. I'd still be happy with it, even though I would like a bigger corner. Yeah, no, I'd definitely yeah. be happy with it too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's definitely a good option for the Browns at twenty six. I think, again, the the Browns have the, the, the Browns just have such such an incredible luxury that that they as an organization are not used to. And I, I think I think Browns fans, uh, you know, need to make sure not to overlook this that you know I mean it used to be that you know we were relying on our first pick in the draft to be you know to be the savior of the organization you know uh, and and it's just such an incredible luxury to have to have so many good uh, I, mean, I mean as you mentioned this draft is extremely deep it's such a big luxury to have so many outstanding players that that are that are going to be available at 26 but also but also not have the franchise writing on it so i i would love to be uh, i would love to be the front office right now just kind of looking at our board and going damn no matter who we pick we're, we're in pretty good shape you know yeah because um because there's because there this really is a deep a deep class as you as you guys as you, as you guys have been talking about and uh and and the and the browns Uh, certainly, certainly have addressed a lot of needs and, uh, and this, and the, you know, the future of the organization doesn't depend on the number 26 pick, which is, which is a nice change. So
2: yeah, great change.
3: And the last guy here in the mock draft draft roundup to really talk about now, mind you, when I found these mock drafts, it was before the clowning news went down. So I expect these to change. When we record next week but defensive end uh quitty pay six 272 pounds out of michigan um reese jones drew of nfl network has him going to the browns at number 26. how would you guys feel about drafting another defensive end at number 26 given the fact we did sign Clowney, but remember it is on a one-year contract
2: that's the thing i mean isn't tack on a one-year deal too he is correct. Yeah. So, I mean, potentially AB is looking at that and saying, you know, better safe than sorry. I, like, I just, I don't know. I mean, now with Clowney being signed, it just changes everything, in my opinion. Because I wanted us to go edge, possibly corner before Clowney. Now that Clowney's here, I want to go corner. And if we sign another corner, then what? You know, we, we definitely just go best available, whoever's on the board. So. Quitty pays. He's a, he's a good player, man. He's he's a he's a good talent. He's just last Michigan guy we drafted was People's Jones, and I I like him, so I, I don't think I'd mind him too much.
1: Yeah, yeah Jay mac how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I would mind having him on the team. Um, I my only concern is what is the message you're sending to Clowny and Tech? Then I mean, is it like I, we're gonna I, get you some rest? yeah that or is it like we don't necessarily know if you guys want to be here you know so
2: well, I, I mean I mean that's part of the business though jay yeah, I,
1: mean, I mean you know I get I get that I get that yeah. but part of it also is the reaction of the players so I'm mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying so not not that you're not looking into the future and all that I just think I think that Andrew Barry's smart enough to also see that you know what I'm saying yeah. so I, I think he'll I think he'll go to a more pressing need than defensive end which he again he tied up with signing Clowney.
2: so i i have a huge question so why isn't defensive tackle being talked about at all 26
3: i think because of the fact that right now we do have sheldon richardson we have malik jackson jordan elliott you have a Billings. bunch of guys there who, in Billings. Yeah, they seem to like those guys. And now with the addition of Clowney, you can move Clowney inside. I just think defensive tackle is an area they could they will address on probably day two and day three at the draft. I don't think mm-hmm. right now they're considering it such a pressing need at this point. That's just the way I see it. I don't know why they aren't talking about it as much. I do know they have met with Quiddy Pay as well. So wow, okay. The, the, there's some interest. There's some interest there. Yeah. And if he slides there at twenty six, again, if he's the best player on the board, you take him. As far as it's sending a message to Tack and Clowney, what this is doing, this is a move for now into the future, because what you could do guys, we're talking some really fun possibilities at this point. If you if you get Quiddy Pay and as a rookie, on passing situations you could put Quiddy Pay on one side, you could put Tack McKinley on the one side, you could put Garrett and Clowney and in the said. middle. And then just and rush those guys. I'm serious. You <laughs> could ridiculous. you will see those types of sub packages. That's why they will take another defensive end within the first three rounds. I will mm-hmm. make that bold prediction right now because these got Clowney and McKinley. One of them probably won't be here long term, and there's a possibility both won't be here long term. Yeah. That's why you make a move like yeah. this. But the guy that I would want at defensive end, I don't see how he slides because I think he's the best defensive end in this draft, is... Azizi Ojolari from out of Georgia. That's who I want at defensive end. I I love this kid. He's 6'3", 240 pounds. He doesn't weigh as much as you would like a pro-typical defensive end to weigh. But I'm telling you, man, when you guys turn on this guy's film, he can bend the edge and get after Mm -hmm. the quarterback. And that's absolutely what you want to see from a defensive end. And this guy just has all the traits he played at Georgia. He's 20 years old. I mean, that's exactly what you want if if you're Andrew Barry. And
2: and that's the one thing I saw that concerned me about that defensive end from uh, Miami. Yeah, I mean, I know I saw a lot of people saying if we get clowny, the Browns are going to explore him. But I, I just don't see him being that star potential for the next at least the next few years. You know, he would have to definitely sit back and learn. I yeah. think the Browns are still going to want someone to come in and make an impact if they draft defensive end, you know?
3: Yeah, and Ojolari, Quidipe, they definitely could do that. Yeah. And they have met with Ojalari as well. I'm telling you guys, it's going to be very fun these next two weeks because we're going to hear about more guys that possibly they've been in for visits. And we're going to see, really, when the board falls, if defensive end, if their top guy there, maybe that's Ojalari, maybe that's Quidipe, maybe that's Jalen Phillips. We're not sure exactly. Then they'll take him. and it won't. And regardless if Clowney being here affects that or not, I just don't think that's going to make a difference. They're going to take a, a guy in the first three rounds.
2: Out of all the offseason moves, do you think this could be potentially the hardest decision Andrew Barry has to make as the Browns GM so far? Yes. <laughs> this is this is just insane,
3: man. I mean, what this guy what this guy does every single day is truly remarkable. Yeah. And you know, I have to uh, throw in a tweet here. Lane Atkins of the OBR actually tweeted, if folks knew half of what he tried to pull off, they'd crap themselves. And that's all (laughs) he says.
2: I just want to know what that means.
3: (laughs) It means he's probably looked at some big-time trades, and they just haven't gone down. That's what I'm guessing.
2: I love how he stays silent, too, you know?
3: Yeah. He said he will be putting it on the OBR at some point. (sighs) he 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 doesn't he's very cryptic with what he says because he can't give a lot away on twitter and that's yeah, why I mean, and that's why we tell our we tell our listeners that they need to subscribe to the obr because mm-hmm. lane Atkins needs to get the credit he deserves for having this clowny news 2 days ahead of time
2: i mean he kind of had it even before that he just kind of like like you said he just hinted at it you know yeah so.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, you definitely are. OBR, OBR. The best thing
2: you could do as a Browns fan is subscribe to the OBR. We'll just say that 100%. right now. You'll get, we have no ties to them. We have no ties to them other than we're, we're just subscribers ourselves. Subscribe to the OBR. You will not be let down. That's all I gotta say.
3: You get Jake Burns. He breaks down the film very, mm-hmm. very, um, very well. Nathan Zagur and Bo Bishop on Cleveland Browns Daily have him on there from time to time, talking Browns. I'm um, also Stephen Thomas, who recently followed us on Twitter. He is the, um, the Browns Daily Mock guy, who does mock drafts for yep, all good. OBR subscribers yep. every single day. So I'm telling you guys, it, it's definitely worth your money. And we're not affiliated with them at all. Just telling you that if you want the best Browns content, there's no one better at covering the team. And now, guys, we finish up like we always do every week: the NFL news tracker. There Around were a few league. There were a few things that did go down these last couple days. Uh, actually yesterday, James Conner is to the Cardinals on a one year deal, one point two five million dollars.
2: So so, so what do you this is about this, that addition? So this shows me how much I don't follow the Steelers. I didn't even know he was a free agent. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that go down. I'm like, Okay, cool, good for him, good for James Conner. I mean, that I, I, I like it. I mean the Cardinals I James Conner's a good running back.
0: Well, at least he-
3: injuries—that's his only. Yeah, he has, yeah,
2: yeah, that's his only issue, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean
3: that is an issue, but he—the guy can play when he's healthy. And mm-hmm. that Steelers offensive line was just so bad. I don't really think that was his fault.
0: Yeah, at least—at least he's not in the division anymore. That's all I care about. Well, yeah, you know but who, the-
3: you know who could be in the division though? Uh, yeah, Najee Harris, if they take a running back at twenty-six. Uh, and, I, and I have to, and I have to admit, I know that the Brown, like we've made a lot of good moves. Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh, and so if they took Najee Harris, man, that would definitely, yeah. that, that would be very disappointing if
1: they did. I mean, we got Jadavian Clowney now, though, so I'm a, I'm a little, little less concerned. Oh, true. Yeah. I just, I just mean Najee Harris is quite a talent. Yeah, you no, know, he's a dog for sure, <laughs> dude. If he's, a, if he's in Pittsburgh, plus, oh, that just. Be- <laughs>
3: Yeah, I probably Gross. just killed any type of our mood there. So, yeah, my bad.
2: <laughs> Move on, please. <laughs>
3: hey, th- this was a big yeah, deal. This so happened a uh, couple of days ago. Wide receiver Julian Edelman has announced his retirement from the NFL. Yeah.
1: In fact, my uh, my physical trainer at uh, for college basketball was uh, the guy that trained Julian Edelman for the NFL draft. We had a hill that we called Edelman Hill, and that thing was the death of me. So... Hmm. I can only imagine what T. rob put my dude Julian through.
2: <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Man, yeah. Ju- Julian Edelman, uh, yeah, Kent I mean, State dude, boy, right?
1: But, hell of a career to Julian Edelman, man.
2: Yeah. Kent hell State, former quarterback. Former quarterback, hell of a career. Got to play yeah. with the GOAT. Tried to get in the stay in New England, but obviously that didn't work out. One multiple, Super Edelman, Bulls, man. man. He lived in Yeah, good- multiple.
3: He had a great career, man, and and really he oh, for re- sure. changed the slot position. He and Wes Welker really changed the slot position yeah. into what it is now in the NFL. He really dude did. Julian yeah. Edelman's a fantastic player. Obviously, you hated to play against him if he wasn't on your mm-hmm. team,
1: but, yeah. man, he was awesome. Oh, for sure. I mean, dude, and, and his work ethic is just absolutely ridiculous because, I mean, he went from a quarterback in college to – to to those stats as an NFL receiver, there are people that train their whole lives as receivers that don't get those stats.
2: A quarterback at Kent State, Jordan.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, exactly. Yeah, and you <laughs> know what I'm saying?
2: Like Kent State. 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 Yeah, <laughs> and he went he went on to be a multiple NFL champion, receiver. playing with the goat one one of, one of Tom Brady's top targets. Man, like that's yeah. that's just hats off to you, Julian. Man, like great career, bro.
0: Can't read, Man. can't write, Kent can State. No. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad someone said it. I was. I didn't go to college there or anything. I, <laughs> I, I, almost decided to go there because I wanted to make Party it there a couple times. I almost just. Des- I almost decided to go there because I wanted to make it. Can't read, can't write, can't walk, Kent can State.
1: Oh my God! And there it is. <laughs> okay. Peter with the parabolic jokes.
0: Tyler, take it away. Take it away. <laughs>
1: So, uh,
3: some other news here. Wide receiver and former Browns, great. Taylor Gabriel has announced his retirement from the NFL. Oh,
2: man. Well, he was a
3: guy I actually wanted us to re-sign last offseason. Yeah. I thought he could have been a cheap addition.
2: Yeah. he, You know, he's speedster, man. Yeah, he was a speedster.
3: Yeah, so definitely a good career for him, especially considering he – Kind of came out of nowhere, really, to make the Browns and uh, ended up having a really solid career. So hats off to him. Uh, some other news here was tight end Thazius Moss, son of Randy Moss, claimed by the Bengals off waivers from the Washington Football Team.
2: So that could I be a solid addition for them. Yep, I love it. I love that they're the Bengals are focusing on good additions on offense for their quarterback. And I, I just I love seeing that kind of stuff. I know it's in our division. I shouldn't be talking about it that way, but I am, at the end of the day, I will root for Joe Burrow. I, he's a good quarterback, you know, Ohio boy. But, dude, I, I think that's going to be a good move for them in the long run. I, I really do think so.
3: Right there with you, man, because they played together at LSU and want a title yep. together.
2: They want and a same, title together, exactly. Same yeah. with Jamari
1: if Chase, if dude, they draft yeah. yeah. Jamari they Chase. Chase. and him, that'd be always back in town, bro. Yeah, yeah for real. And, and that,
3: man, that offense... They're going to be tough to that defend, would, and that's, yeah, again, that why scary. I think they really need to address cornerback, adding at least maybe two or three more guys to that. Yeah.
2: Like and so, guys, Bengals. congrats.
3: Now, the Bengals, suck, actually, the Bengals actually did lose one guy, and this yep. I think this is actually a more significant loss than people are really talking about. Running back Giovanni Bernard is heading to the
2: Buccaneers on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. That, that he, is very significant because I feel like he was a good reason why Joe Mixon is who he is, in my opinion. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and um, Mixon was hurt for a decent amount last year, was he not? Was yeah, he really and Bernard is hurt? a
2: good back.
3: He's
1: yeah. a good, solid, yeah, reliable been a good running back. back. Dude. He's yeah. Ever since he got in the league, he's been solid. And now
3: he's playing well, with the GOAT, so I'm, well, I'm sure and, he's happy. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's a one-year <laughs> deal. They have so many running backs in Tampa Bay, but he's going to be Brady's James White. Yes. So I think yes. Bernard's going to ha- have a lot of value Especially in PPR fantasy leagues But the reason that he actually was cut from the Bengals Is they asked him to take a pay cut And he declined And so he asked for his release And the Bengals granted him that But now they have no one backing up Joe Mixon really So yeah. that's another need that they're definitely going to have to have Because Mixon obviously has had his injury issues Throughout his career Yep mm-hmm.
2: Jeez what? Yeah, and obviously, obviously, obviously today, NFL news should be to the Browns. But that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. What's yeah, that, no anything, doubt about it's like the, boys.
3: It's that, boys. Anything else like, you got to College add, add,
2: coach. Like, yeah. uh,
1: you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. You don't know that meme? <laughs> Dude, it's like a college basketball coach who walks in the locker room and he just goes, ah! Oh, He's just yelling with <laughs> excitement. That's how I felt today.
2: Well, I'm sure that's how a lot of Browns fans felt today, too.
3: Guys, we have to end it with a happy birthday, Baker Mayfield.
2: Baker
3: Mayfield. Yes. We got you a clowny.
2: Baker did post on his Instagram story That he was very happy with the birthday gift So you know When I woke up this morning I was feeling pretty dangerous And he's feeling very good today I know that for sure I do want to add some things before we cut out here So me, Tyler And obviously we're going to get the rest of the boys involved We are going to be Consistently now working on some merch For our website feelingdangerouspodcast.com I do want Tyler To kind of go over you know what he's doing with the website so he gets his full credit but i will say that you know we got a lot of people working behind the scenes to add more content for you guys to you know tyler making his mock drafts and eventually he's going to start writing and we'll probably add some more people to the writing team and our merch hopefully should drop before training camp Uh, don't quote me on it because you know anything could happen in life but Tyler go ahead and explain what you want to about the website real quick before I cut us out
3: so guys the website um, like Zach mentioned it is feelingdangerouspodcast.com and from there right now what you can do is you can go to the website and it'll actually take you to my mock drafts that I've been writing there are two of them currently up I was unable to get to one last week. Uh, we recorded later in the week, and I put off writing it until the last minute. I'm human. It happens. Uh, but yes. one of the things you guys can definitely do, you can go and read those and um, tell me what you think about those. But also, at the very bottom of our website, there will be a Listen on Spotify, Listen on Apple Podcasts. It will take you right to our podcasts, and then you can listen to those anytime, anywhere. Um, And I'm going to have a mock. I plan on having a mock draft for you guys out this week, hopefully. If not, I'll get to it this weekend. But what we plan on doing, like Zach mentioned, is getting you guys some merchandise. Uh, Hopefully before training camp, that is the goal, Um, especially with whoever the Browns draft. We could get some pretty good ideas uh, for merchandise from that. But that's what we want to do for you guys. We appreciate all you guys listening to us. Um, We have uh, my buddy Caleb Russell really working hard on making the website very accessible for you guys. That way you guys can really enjoy the experience that we're providing you. And also, just to make sure um, you guys know, you have to g- follow us on Twitter to get all the latest Browns news. We were on Clowny Watch all day today, and we've been on mm-hmm. Draft Draft Week. has pretty much been going on for the last month and a half. So if you guys want the latest news and content, you have to make sure that you're going to our website, feelingdangerouspodcast.com, and also
2: following our Twitter at... FD Podcast CLE Jam-packed episode for you today Hope you guys enjoy it when you listen to it And with that we are the Feeling Dangerous Podcast We will see you next week and we will be one week out From the draft, we cannot wait We will see you soon
1: High formation with Gardner That quarterback, Smith the tailback Pressure, Penny just Dives in, hits the defender The ball's on the ground the Gamecocks have it! The Gamecocks have it! The game ducks take it over! Tony just burst through, ripped the helmet off the tailback, and took it away! He took that's it away! A, that's a nice little statement for the Heisman right there, folks. Wow! Don't do us like that! Don't do us! Cloudy just took it over! Knife through. That's his favorite play, Tommy. You know it. He took the inside route, made the hit, and it jumped on the football. Boom!
2: With the first pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Jadavian Clowney, defensive end, South Carolina. Breaking news our Jonathan Jones reporting that Jadevian Clowney is signing with the Browns a one year deal in the neighborhood of around $8 million with incentives that could get it up to $10 million. Browns continuing to bolster that D, and that's going to be quite the one two punch from the edge with Jadevian Clowney teaming with Miles Garrett. But I
1: feel great now. I'm looking forward to this season to prove the guys
0: that are back healthy and now still can dominate in this league. So uh, that's what I'm here to prove this year.